are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. This episode of the Traditional Outdoors Podcast is brought to you by St. Joe River Bows. If you're looking for a custom longbow or recurve, then St. Joe River Bows has you covered. St. Joe's is a family-owned company that specializes in traditional bows for the entire family. Plus their forward handle design, powerful limbs, and unique wood and color combinations make St. Joe's the perfect choice for the budding or experienced archer or bow hunter. Tracy offers bow options for all members of the family from the youngest to the oldest, and they even offer a trade-in program on all youth bows so that as the little ones outgrow their bow, they can trade them in and use that towards the purchase of a bow that better fits their growing needs. And for listeners of the Traditional Outdoors podcast, David and Tracy are going to include a St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any new bow purchased. Just mention that you heard about them while listening to this podcast. So when you're ready for a new bow, be sure to check out their website at stjoeriverbows.com or give Tracy a call at 517-617-3658 and be sure to tell them Traditional Outdoors sent you. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors podcast, everyone. We got a full house tonight. So, you know, I, I don't know what, what's going to end up coming out of this, but we should have a lot of fun. We've got Nick on the line. We got Tom on the line joining us back from a, a long hiatus. And we've also got, <laughs> I can't say it. I'm going to have to let Nick insert this at some point. But we, we have Jason Zabkowiak with us. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing real good. How are you guys doing? I'm fantastic. Nick, you fantastic. You got, yeah, this is episode 100, and we have the podfather, Jason Samkowiak. He is on the podcast, guaranteed 100,000 view, listens. Oh, views, my gosh. Yep, I, you didn't tell me I needed my hip boots. <laughs> Look, we've got Nick. You're always going to need your hip boots. I bring it back down. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're sitting here getting ready to record. We're kind of talking about the the plans for the evening, and Nick unleashes the quote, "The Podfather," and uh, wow, yeah, that that's definitely going in the title. But in some ways, Jason, you have to admit, at least in the in the outdoors uh, space, or especially in the traditional bow hunting space, you 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 kind of fit that that criteria. You were the the founder of the feast, so to speak. Well, there were definitely a few out there before me, even in the traditional bull hunting realm, but they had like started up and then went away and they started and then quit before, you know, so when I launched mine, there was none out there at that time. But when I was researching it, I did find a few other, I can't, Rao um, Archery Supply or something had one. There were a couple of them that had come and gone before me, um, you know, and there was definitely, you know, and I got into this because of so many podcasts that I was already listening to, but nothing bow hunting or traditional bow hunting related. So that's what kind of started me down that path to do it but uh but yeah i i uh yeah there's no pod father stuff going on here <laughs> we're just uh just just out there talking <laughs> are, in the are, car uh, while i'm driving down the road you know so are are any of those that were still or, or that were around when you first started are any of them still around None of them were, they were already gone by the time I started, but like when I was researching it, cause I listened to the survival podcast with Jack Spiracle was one of my ones I listened to constantly. And at the time he was recording his, while he was driving down the road to and from work for his hour drive every day. And then that's when I thought, Hey, I got a three hour drive, you know, twice a week that I do that I would love to kill the time. And so I thought about doing it. And then when I was researching traditional bow hunting podcasts, I found that there were two of them that were there, but they had been gone. They like started 
started up and disappeared a year or two before I even started it. So they weren't around even when I did it, but they had been some before my time. Well, I could you, find some of their episodes out there. You know, you know, Jason, if it wasn't for everything that you've done for so many um, other podcasters, especially those in the uh, traditional bow hunting space, you know, one could say you eliminated your competition before you got started. But uh, in true Podfather, uh, Pod Podfather, I'll, I'll never be able to say <laughs> that three times in a row without screwing it up. But uh, yeah, you've helped a lot of us out, and we we all do appreciate it. But we're we're glad to have you. Glad to have you on the show. Um, I'm excited to be here. Good group of guys, and I got, I'm, I'm almost kind of nervous. I got a little pucker factor going on for what this is going to end up turning into today. But, I'm, you know, I didn't bring the boots, but that makes me nervous already. But, like I said, I'm not going to lie. I got a little quenching going on. Well, well mm-hmm. Nick, you, you almost need waders. I don't know if boots are enough. But, uh, so, real quick, Tom, how how you been, man? I mean, uh, until you and I chatted by phone the other day, I don't think we'd spoken in like three or four months. Well, that's uh, that's because of COVID. I've had nothing to say. Um, <laughs> we we could have had a whole bunch of conversations about what I'm not doing this year. Uh, last time we talked, I, I told you about my great plan for 2020. Uh, had some some fishing in Utah. Uh, we had our big bear hunt scheduled for Quebec. Uh, I was going to be hunting moose in Ontario, uh, and instead, it's it's turned into the list of things I'm not doing this year. Um, so yeah, I just kind of double down on the, the work front and uh, working on research. So, you know, me and my, my hog quest, I've I found a few new places I can hunt hogs when this whole travel restriction lets up. Uh, so, you know, my plan is to come out of this and, and, and double down on all the fun I didn't have this year. Well, you know, the well, two things. One, this whole COVID thing sprung up right after our georgia hog hunt i mean it was within a week or two um of that hunt that this whole covid thing just sprung to life and the second thing i'll say was is if you don't have anything to say because of covid you're the only person in the u.s (laughs) that has that has nothing to say because of covid kudos to you sir Thanks. Wow! No yeah. comment. No, I, <laughs> I'm dumbstruck, huh? I don't, I don't know well, try, trying real hard to take the high road here, like Tom is. <laughs> He's right. Uh, I love you, well, Tom. We missed you, Tom. We missed yeah, you. We missed you very much. We're, we're, we're going to take all those awkward gaps out, right? Uh, Just like we always do. Absolutely. No, not. this is no. This is def- this is definitely staying. <laughs> this is unedited and raw. Episode 100. So how, uh, I got a, I got a question on that though. How can I mean? So so you're telling me you you lost a moose hunt, a bunch of pig hunts, a bear hunt, and uh, a fishing trip to Utah this year because of this stupid pandemic thing. And and, and he has oh my to god, say. yeah. And do you do you have hair left? Do you still have hair on your head? Have you not pulled it all out? Is there holes in your wall? Is there contractors <laughs> over there re-drywalling right now? Uh. So, you know, Jason, you know that I am uh, a half uh, full glass kind of guy. I am like literally I am diving deep into um, figuring out countries that are open up for hunting. Uh, Ashby Bowhunting Foundation is opening up uh, some opportunities we haven't had for a long time in Russia. Uh, I do. I, I want to get a Russian hog in Russia. So, um yeah, just kind of filling my time with trying to, 
you know, come up with some, some moonshot ideas and seeing what I can pull off and uh, working on upgrading my, my tackle a little bit. Um, now I'm just trying to kind of dump all my energy into the good stuff. That's my plan. Well, that's a, that is a solid positive attitude right there. Like I said, I'd be going crazy, you know, I, I losing all those trips and you know, are they all rescheduled for next year? Are you going to be able to pull it off work-wise or how's that going to affect you? Yeah. So a few of them are, are probably not going to work out. Uh, <sighs> might not get my deposits back on some stuff, but, um, I'm thinking the biggies will be okay. So we'll, okay. we'll just have to, yep. you know, see how it goes. I will say, and you and I talked about this, Tom, but just for benefit of everybody else here on, on the call and for those listening, I did talk to uh, Jerry regarding our, our bear hunt. Right now, that's that's just moved forward a year. So we definitely have that one to look forward to um, in June of next year. So, you know, unless this unless this thing sticks around and Don't the borders are still closed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to do that next June. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I hope you guys do too. I mean, I, I, I did not lose any hunting trips this year. Um, you know, because of this thing, I lost, I lost a ton of money. I lost so much money; it's not even funny. But you know, that's money's money. But the hunting trips, I'd be that would have about sent me right over the limit right there. And you're, I'm, my hats off to you for handling it that way because I would have been, I would have thrown a fit like a thirteen-year-old schoolgirl. <laughs> That's not the podfather image we want. Yeah, uh, but I would have. <laughs> so, guys, I was sitting uh, this week just kind of scrolling through the, the website and looking at the, the, you know, the various topics that we've had. And, and that's kind of what, for everybody listening, that's kind of what we're going we're gonna to make this episode about is just, you know, what we've, what we've managed to cover on the, on the show, the, the first 99 episodes uh, probably get into some of our favorite topics or maybe our favorite episodes or favorite guests. We'll see how that all plays out. But um, for the for the the crew on the phone with me, I, I kind of wanted to go through a, a few of the, I guess, different topic areas and and see if I if I can hit on all of them or if if I miss anything. Maybe you guys can can add something to this. But as far as topics. Um, and that was one of the reasons that, you know, we set the, the show up the way we did is I wanted it to be not just about traditional bow hunting, even though that is our core. And I think for anybody listening, it's obvious to see that's kind of where our passion lies. But, but we've had, we've had episodes and or guests around, uh, all kinds of fishing, whether it's fly fishing, we've done ice fishing. We've, we've talked about carp fishing on the fly. Uh, we've talked about fly fishing. Uh, fly tying and rod building um, we've gotten into discussions around um, cooking specifically outdoor cooking um, we've talked about camping we've had blacksmiths and knife makers on and we're actually talking about getting another one of those on real soon uh, we've had guests around uh, black powder we've had wing shooting we've had you know several um, past and present uh, outdoors, I, I guess you'd call them celebrities. I don't know what else to call them. Um, we've had some real good episodes there. We've, we've talked about general, um, deer hunting tactics, those kind of things. Am I missing anything there, guys? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, we've, I think you got everything, man. We've, we've covered a lot of different topics and had some pretty, I think some pretty unique discussions because of that. And it's one of the things that I've, 
I think I'm proudest of is, you know, the, the ability to reach out and, and find people to, to come on and tell their story. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people we've had, you know, weren't all that well known except in their, in their little niche, in their little community. So it was nice to be able to, to give them a voice and, and learn, you know, learn some ourselves as we, as we go along. Um, anybody want to take a guess on how many uh, countries we've had represented by our guests in the first 99 episodes? Oh, boy. 75. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my waiters out. <laughs> Well, you know, I was proud of the number we had until Jason throws out 75. So <laughs> Got to be more had, than four. I've, I've listened to it in four countries. You've listened to it in four countries. And I yep. say that's pretty cool in itself. That, that is pretty um, cool, So obviously the U.S. Um, we've had guests from Canada. We've had guests from uh, England, uh, Australia, the Bahamas. We had guests that are they're from the U.S., but they're currently residing in the Bahamas and we actually recorded with them in the Bahamas and Denmark. And I'm sure there's probably Mm -hmm. another one in there somewhere that I've forgotten, but, uh, you know, that's, well, I know you got, you got, uh, Lebanon as well too, over there by Spain because, or Portugal, Spain, Lebanon, he's over there, but, uh, a guy that listens to mine and I talk to him a lot on Instagram. I know he listens to you guys too. And he lives over there. I think he lives right in Lebanon. Really? See, I, and I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at the listening statistics all that much. I know, you know, I've seen a lot of different com- countries represented from a listening perspective, but um, you know, some of the best or my favorite episodes, I guess, uh, overall is when you um, you get somebody like Peter Yulesgard on or Dutch. Um, I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, but. Um, you, you know, you get to hear about just not only the traditional archery aspect, but the difference in hunting, um, once you step outside of the U S which, like I said, I always thought was pretty cool and really met some, some really neat guys. And you, you get into, you know, shipping recording equipment overseas and you got the delays that you got to work with. And, uh, it's really unique, but it's, it's a lot of fun too. It adds a little bit of a challenge to, um, what we try to do here, but at the same time, it gives people some different perspectives. And for the most part, they've been well received. Uh, I have had a few people that you know have made comments about you know, uh, well, if it's outside the U.S., it you know I'm never going to hunt outside the U.S. It's still fun to to me anyway. It's still fun to to hear about the differences. Um, for sure. Uh, as far as various animals and and hunting situations we've covered um and a lot of this goes to to tom and i'll i definitely know tom can add some to this list but whitetail mule deer uh elk roe deer bear hogs cape buffalo asiatic buffalo all kinds of small game um between the group of us we've hunted michigan wyoming georgia south carolina and again thanks to tom we can add africa and australia to that and tom i know you've got some other ones in there you got your your udad was in that list and there's probably some others that i've forgotten but uh did you miss pronghorn you know what i absolutely (laughs) did miss pronghorn see there yep Uh, forgot all about the pronghorn it's kind of funny because i was um talking to some of the guys that i uh, game with we mentioned that last week week before last um and 
they've actually a bunch of them have actually jumped on started listening to the podcast and watching you know some of the youtube videos and got into a long discussion with uh one of those guys last night about pronghorn and then i forget to add it to my list so thank you mr tom but yeah covered a i think we've covered a lot of ground in in 99 episodes um and got some got some, i feel like i've got some real good ideas for uh things that are coming we've got you know a couple of good episodes already lined up i know nick's been working on some i've been working on some and i've got some others that i'm that I'm trying to get uh, scheduled and, and reach out to individuals. So we got a lot more good stuff coming, but uh, I guess I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. And I think since it's been so long since I've heard, we've heard from Tom, I'm going to give Tom the, the floor first. Um, your thoughts and maybe any, anything you want to reflect on that, that you've really enjoyed or maybe had an impact on you from, uh, any of our guests or any of the episodes that that we recorded or that you participated in, floors floors open, man. Wow. Uh, so, a couple episodes back, uh, you had Derek on, and 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 Nick asked if Tom even listens to the uh, the podcast anymore. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to poke fun at you, and then I realized that the episode had only dropped like for an hour, and I didn't want to be that guy. So uh, then I forgot to say anything. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> funny moment uh you had katie uh Berger on mm-hmm. to talk about some fly yeah. fishing yeah and i was listening to that episode and at one point she talked about her bullet journal and you guys had no idea what a bullet journal was and i was shocked have you since learned what a bullet journal is call me out no i have not okay no nope. nope. so you, need, right. to expl- neither, you need to explain it to us nope Anyway, that was funny. Um, <laughs> it's still funny. Um, man, I don't know. There's just been so many great episodes and so many great guests, and and you know they're all they're all awesome in different ways. Um, Rashid Khan, uh, hearing the Compton uh, era interview, and then you know following him through his first bow hunt. Uh, it was kind of like one of those standout, like ongoing stories for me. Um, so I really like that. Um, I was trying to think back when we first started talking about the podcast and you tried to convince me to record my voice. And one of the things that was on the short list was canvas tents. I, I just remember like, that was like, yeah, we could do, you know, this and that and, you know, black powder and. We haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about campus tents yet. So add that to your list of, of things to do. I know somebody just got one. Uh, Jason. Yeah, not only that, I, I live in one, you know, usually six or eight weeks a year. I, I yeah. love, I'll never go back to a nylon tent if I can help it. Canvas all the way. No, yeah. It, the, I, you know, at altitude, if you have to pack it, I think that's turned into my, my guideline on that. But I was thinking For about sure. it. And canvas tent's the only one I use anymore. So there's a there's a follow up yep. episode for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just thinking back. I'm like, like you said, Steve. I mean, we covered a lot of variety, just all different people, places, passions. I, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I can't believe it's 100 episodes. Probably because yeah, I haven't been on 90 percent of them. 
well, if we hadn't slacked off there for a little while with everything that was going on. Um, oh, it was hunting season. Yeah, it was hunting season and, and other things. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I think we, you know, it took us a little while to get, get to 100. I think, you know, maybe the the next 100 won't be, will be a lot, lot sooner actually. But, uh, you know, the, the tent thing is, is something that we did talk about. I remember talking about it, never brought it up. Um, I think we just asked Jason to participate in another discussion. Uh, at least that's the way I heard it. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I've, I've stayed in both. Um, and I will say, I'll be the first one to say that I was probably a little, apprehensive about you know our hunt in wyoming in 2018 uh i think that's right uh yeah. where we you know we did the floorless shelter thing in the ultralight and i'm gonna be perfectly honest i was very impressed with how comfortable we spent a week um in that in that floorless shelter now we didn't have much bad weather. We did have that one, you know, real strong thunderstorm and and hailstorm. But um, overall, man, that that just it really impressed me how comfortable it was. Now, obviously, if your weather had been a little bit harsher, it might have been a different story. But um, I wouldn't want to carry a tent where we or a canvas tent where we went. No. <laughs> so, no. But. Yeah, I would think though if you're packing, obviously not canvas. And then the other thing too would be if you're. Uh, now, I mean, I've had my wall tent set up in a state park in Kansas on on top of a hill. The first time I was there, I didn't realize that it's Kansas and the winds are always 55 miles an hour. Um, and so I didn't, you know. So, but that first year I was there, I had to every day at lunch go back and repound all my stakes in because that thing would pull them out, and it was pretty brutal wind wise. So, I mean, and it was pretty serious winds. But so I would say if you're packing in or if you are going to to be, you know, if you're doing a trip, you know, somewhere where it's extreme winds and extreme, you know, conditions can come through there, a low profile, you know, mountain hardware, so, you know, something that's a low profile, super strong dome tent, uh, you know, or Eureka bomb house or whatever they call, you know, something like that would make more sense. But um, we've been in our wall tent where it's rained for six straight days, nonstop torrential downpours and never once got a drop of water in there. We had to actually trench underneath of it and dig a little river that ran through the middle of it we had to hop over it to get from one side to the other in a tent but it never actually got you know never came through the tent it was pretty awesome well i've stayed in i've stayed in the canvas tents so i stayed in the i guess you would call that a tp style canvas tent Tom? Yeah. cowboy tp yeah Range I've, tent. I've stayed, stayed in that one a couple of times and i've stayed in one in the up um years ago when i hunted the up so um the canvas tents are nice except for the weight um but i did like the look of one you got jason so like i said we'll have to we'll have to set up another conversation with you to kind of talk through some of the pros and cons and maybe just make an episode out of it um uh, real yep. soon since, um, since i've let tom down and forgot about it <laughs> can be forgiven unlike that uh you know time you were cooking biscuits in my kitchen but that wasn't biscuits. What was that I was cooking? I don't know. Still smell it. Oh no, Tom! <laughs> I, I was I was banned from ever cooking in Tom's house again. Um, but you know the 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 plus side of that is, for all Tom knows, that was planned because now I don't have to cook anymore. Um, I'm on to you. That was first thing I thought. <laughs> oh, it was. It was cornbread. There you go. It was cornbread, and and olive oil definitely has a 
a lower flashpoint than I was accustomed to. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> not oh, not to not to steal the show from you but an interesting story along those lines but uh when i was uh i want to say i was 21 when i killed my first hog um yeah 20 or 21 i went on a hog hunt in tennessee and i killed a hog while i was living in an apartment and uh, i had my own apartment i was on the first floor of a three-story up apartment and i decided to because uh, I'm in an apartment, in my kitchen is where I actually completely skinned out that hog, broke it down, putting parts in my bathtub and things like that. Well, then I decided to boil that head in my kitchen, and uh, they had a meeting about me the next day <laughs> that I had to God, attend this to. This is like true crime, Jeffrey <laughs> yes, Dahmer stuff. And I had right to here. admit to them that I would never do that ever again and all kinds of stuff. And then actually, while I did it, the girl that lived above me, who is actually still a good friend of mine, this day but she we were good friends and she had a key um so she could because like i said i worked a lot i was gone a lot she'd come in and you know help me if i needed something taken care of there so she anyway she just had a habit of just storming in anytime she wants to well she walked in and came around the corner you know and she's talking to me the whole time she does it and she turns the corner into the kitchen i'm standing there with rubber gloves on uh, apron covered in blood and this hog carcass stretched across my whole counter and she i don't remember <laughs> what she carried but she dropped it acted like she was going to puke ran out and didn't talk to me for like two straight days oh priceless <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was a pretty good moment so that and then another time i actually got in trouble and also got yelled at because apparently they don't like you to lacquer dip three dozen arrows down and stretch them down your hallway in an apartment <laughs> building those fumes go someplace i guess that's what they were telling me anyway as it turns out the pod father was ab- absolutely the worst tenant on the face of the earth yes mm-hmm. i Well, that could be a stretch. I have known certain individuals to accidentally loose arrows inside the house. So, oh, you guys don't shoot in your house? Do what's that? You guys don't shoot. I shoot in my house all the time. I take a bag target and I prop it right next to the TV when we're watching movies. I just sit on the chair and I shoot arrows into it from like two yards all the time for working on you know muscles. Okay. My wife hates it, but I do it all the time. So I, I think Steve's point the, was it's, it wasn't the, my house. Uh, well, oh. <laughs> well and, and you actually you actually shoot into a target, right, Jason? Yes. Not yeah, I'm trying to shoot into a target. Not into furniture and chairs and <sighs> right. Oh, that time. <laughs> that, that time. <laughs> oh yeah. Oops. Finger slipped. Uh, sorry, Tom. Nothing's man. forgotten, man. That that picture was priceless. great penetration. <laughs> Bro- broadhead still in a wall. It's a field point, and it uh, yeah it went through the stud, and it went into an electrical junction box and broke it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like What's the doing? odds? Right. You're going to do it. Do it right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought you shot that through your chair. Yeah, the th- it went through the chair first. <laughs> <laughs> I had an anchor, and it felt so good. Uh, I had to let it go. I just had to send it. <laughs> <laughs> The, the merit the oh, merits yeah. of snap shooting um i don't know who wants to i'm nick i'm gonna throw it to you next oh man you know i gotta t- i think my favorites i mean obviously interviewing jay campbell who's one of my heroes was a big one and uh cam neely and black powder i've always enjoyed his writing that was a great one so i've actually got to interview two of my favorite writers on this podcast which is really pretty special i think um 
that's pretty cool. But I got to tell you that I think the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones that we've laughed the most. And uh, I think when we had Jim Eckhout on, I mean, my face hurt when we were done. And he wasn't trying to be intentionally funny, but his stories were just, I mean, with the, with the, the, what was it? The Ram falling down the mountain right in front of the game warden. It's a great one. (laughs) I mean, that one was just, it was just priceless. And, and of course the, uh, the live Compton ones I think are pretty special too. I really enjoyed the, the Jerry Keck or not Jerry Keck, Jerry Brom. There are a lot of good Jerry's. Uh, Jerry Brum and uh, and um, Dutch definitely Dutch and uh, the live one I think with uh, Brian Burkhardt Molly, and uh, Monty Monty with our unexpected visitor was was pretty awesome too. <laughs> that that may have been uh, yeah that that's one of those moments that I don't care if I do this you know, another year or 10 years, I will never forget that. And as I've said on here before, looking up, seeing that individual, don't even know who he was, walking closer and closer to the table and just knowing at some point (laughs) that he was going to hurt me (laughs) from a podcast perspective. Uh, Yeah, it was priceless. I mean, it was just, you. and Monty, bless Monty Browning's heart, nobody else could have been more gracious to that individual in that moment than than Monty was just a just a class act. Sorry, Nick. Yo, go man, ahead. And, and, oh yeah. It, well, and of course, I mean, because of this podcast, I found something I truly love to do. In fly that fishing. was on my list, man. Yep. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> yes. I absolutely love it. And had it had it not been for Cameron, your episode with Cameron, that might not have happened. So, yeah. That's all really good things, man. I mean, other than that, I mean, man, there's so much, there's so much content that and a lot of it, I unfortunately can't even remember. It's, and, and it's all, you know, memories and having discussions just like this, like we're at around, a, it's basically been a hundred episodes of virtual campfire, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it really is. And I will say, you know, a couple things. One, I actually, and I've got my list here pulled in front of it. That was one of the things that was on my list was there have been, and fly fishing's probably the biggest one, definitely the biggest one as far as the impact it's had on you. But, you know, some of the things that we've, the guests we've had and the things that we've talked about and and almost like, because I've I've done most of these things at some point in my life, but knowing that you had not and getting to listen to the, uh, the, the the questions that you would ask and the you know the things that you would bring up because you you weren't used to it it was like I don't want to say it was the questions that you didn't know not to ask but it's kind of that that thought process right it was things that you just didn't know about mm-hmm. what was going on and 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 getting to hear you learn and that also gave the opportunity for listeners to learn but the you know the whole fly fishing thing and and it just really you know, grabbing you by the feet and not letting go was really kind of fun to watch. Um, because it's, you know, you're, you're, you're a, you're kind of a unique individual when it comes to the hunting thing. I mean, you know, I've hunted with you a lot. We've, we've shared several hunting camps and, and, and I don't mean any of this in a negative way. I want you to know this is all positive, but for me, when I go into a hunting camp, 
I put on blind blinders. All I'm I'm hunting. That's it. And anything else that manages to work itself into that experience is great, but it's not what I'm going for. You're just the opposite. The hunting's like, you know, that's the 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 catalyst or the the vehicle that gets you there but for you it's about being around the people and the experiences and the things that you do not necessarily in the woods but then when the fly fishing thing came along man it was just like that was all you wanted to talk about and it was just really cool to to be a part of that i really enjoyed it um oh oh, for sure and uh and not only that but just just starting it and the people i've met from it because people listen to the show and they reach out to me and they're like oh you know you ought to tie this you ought to try fishing here you ought to try doing this you know it's just been really cool to kind of to have everybody kind of walk the walk the trail with me a little bit i guess and i've had people say man i want to get in that i want to try that you know and uh that's that's been really special too and uh you know it really kind of jump-started uh and then you know I found something else I really like to write about, so I'm kind of st- I'm kind of you know stocking them stories away, and eventually that'll be that'll be something too, and it'll be similar to, similar to life in longbows where it'll be my beginnings as a as a what do they what do they call that when you're is it adult onset fisherman? I guess I don't know, man. This where is you, your story. You tell it how you want. You to. come in. You come into it. <laughs> hey, yeah, it is my story. You're right. Well, when when you come into it later in life and. You know, that yeah. got me back into, I, I had never walleye fished with my dad, never, and he's been walleye fishing since he was a kid, and he used to go all the time when I was a kid, and I never went, and, uh, you know, I've been walleye fishing with him two, three times this year, and really enjoyed it, um, not fly rod, just, you know, crawler harnesses and spinners, right. and just having a blast with him down there fishing. And I, I, you know, made me think, you know, I haven't fished with my dad. The first time I went, I haven't fished with my dad since I was 16 years old. And, you know, I'm 38. So that's, and that's something he'd love to do more than anything else in the world. So that is, uh, that, that, that's a really cool it, thing. It, it, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Some of the you other, know, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, uh, Nick, remember when you tied your very first fly that you caught a trout on oh yeah in your journey as i was watching it from afar that had been my favorite moment until you just said that that's really cool that you and your dad are getting out and going fishing together that's my new that's my new favorite moment thank you (laughs) it's your new favorite nick moment yep that's awesome (laughs) oh i'll never forget it yeah it's uh it is it's truly it's truly great now he can't wait for me to come up and go so that's You've awesome. never you've never actually gone fly fishing with Tom, have you? <laughs> no, I have I have not done yeah, that you yet. Need, you need and, you need to experience that. I well, I'm I don't think I'll ever do it with him again. Um, reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> uh, Tom, yeah, Tom will just make you kind of sick, but that's another that's a discussion for another day. No, I, I I actually do want to go fishing with Tom again, and, and you and I have never we've never gone fly fishing, so we need to do that. It would be a lot of fun to do a fly fishing trip, I think. I think uh, camp, camp. I think if we talk about this enough, we might talk Jason into giving up on his current position and, and finally take up fly fishing. Not till I retire. I've said it a million times. As soon as I retire and I have more free time, I am going to become a world-class fly fisherman, even if it's only in my mind, but I'm going to do it. And it is on my to-do list, that Good. and ground hunting, but not till I retire. 
Well, I know you've gotten to the point where you really like coming down to, to Georgia. So, you know, we've got in my backyard one of the greatest trout fisheries on the East Coast. So, uh, yeah, I might be living down there. Th- we're looking at four years, four years. And that very, I mean, it's, uh, it's about 80% chance that we'll be moving to Georgia in four years. Well, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the world-class fly caster that, that Tom is, but, uh, when you get ready to start that journey, if you're, if you're down here, I would be, I would be honored to go on that journey with you, brother. I'm uh, looking forward to it. So I do want to I do want to give Jason a little bit more time to talk here, but there's a couple more things I want to touch on that you said there, Nick. Um, every every one of the guests that you brought up, I I agree wholeheartedly. I I I feel like I knew that Jay Campbell was going to be on that list, um, but I will tell you this: I did enjoy having Jay on. You can't, you know, I've talked to Jay on the phone a few times, and we had him on the podcast, and you just can't talk to Jay Campbell and not have not have a good time. But the mm-hmm. but the the diamond or in the rough or that's not right the the real joy from having Jay on the show was talking Karen into coming on as well. Um, I really enjoyed talking to uh, Karen. Yeah, she's she's the diamond. He's the rough. <laughs> that was just a, that was just a lot of fun, and it was you know there was so many things about that was fun. Like you know she ran him out of the house to record that episode. She didn't want him hovering over her, <laughs> which was just everything about it was really cool. And uh, you know to hear some of her uh, perspectives on some of the things that you know her and Jay did together was it was just really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I didn't really, you know, when we were talking about having Jay on, that's that I really wasn't even thinking about that. I don't even remember how that came up unless it was just Jay bringing something up. And we just said, well, we need to get Karen on to tell her side of the story. But but that was a lot of fun. Um, and, Tom, you mentioned Katie a while ago, and I'm glad you did that because I owe her an email. She had reached out to me wanting me to be on her podcast, and it was right in the middle of, changing jobs and all and i just didn't have the time but things have freed up a little bit now and i need to reach out back out to her so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that tonight or tomorrow uh so i'm glad you brought that up and reminded me um so with that jason i'm gonna kind of put you on the spot i know this is this is not your podcast but as i've said before i know just from comments you've made and and you know things you've posted on social media. You know I, I do know that you tend to follow the the episodes that we do pretty pretty closely. So I'm gonna flip it over to you. The same thing. You know favorite moments, episodes, guests, that kind of thing. Things you want to bring up. Floor is yours, my man. Well, I like I I I obviously listen to a lot of them. I mean, pretty much every one of them, except for your fly fishing ones. I I don't think I've ever listened to one of your fishing ones again because I don't know anything about how to do it. It's all foreign to me. Um, but uh, there's a few that I've been back and forth and listened to a few times, like uh, you know Mike Mitten, that one. I I never I've known oh, yeah. who he is, but never actually heard him like on a on an interview on a podcast before until I heard him on yours, and that was way back in the day. That was that was a while ago, and uh, but I've listened to that one a few times. And I loved it, just raw, you know, un, you know, uncut, just as it was him. And he's just so genuine and down to earth. I mean, I, I love that one a lot. I like the ones that all the Brum ones are always incredible. 
um, you know, but, uh, and, and then, uh, um, you know, Greg Coffee, I like that one that you did with him was really interesting to see some of the behind the scenes stuff there. Um, but I also, even just recently, you know, it wasn't too long ago, was it this winter, but I re-listened to the ones you had with RC Car- uh, RC Carter and, uh, um, Chris Spikes. Cause you know, I mean, they hunt a lot of what I'm trying to learn how to hunt. So, I mean, those were huge for me, you know, before I was heading down there, you know, down to Georgia earlier this year, I went back and listened to those and, uh, but I mean, a lot of good guests on here. There's no doubt about it. Anything by Jason Samkovic has been fantastic. Probably best episodes <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> um, but they, they have been some really good ones. But, uh, you know, the the ones that you got on here. But those, like I said, that Mike Mitten was probably the one that goes down, hands down, one of the best podcasts I've, I've ever listened to. It was just neat to see just how down-to-earth and genuine and honest he was with everything. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. And then I also really like the ones that Tom comes on and does because I've never met anybody that gets quite as down and detailed as Tom does. And when you get him talking about uh, gear or how he did something or his hunting trips he was on, I mean, you almost need to take notes is what you got to do when he's talking because he just gets into such a nitty-gritty detail of it, and I love it. And that's, that's I thrive on that stuff because you pick up – so much based on when he explains it um he's subconsciously saving you from a lot of headache and you don't even realize he's doing it so if you listen close enough and pay attention he makes life a lot easier for you i'm happy to talk in code (laughs) (laughs) doing it well i like it well so you say that i I get the same thing from you right i mean i'll listen to a podcast and then i'll hear it again at a, a, a you know a little bit down the road at a different level i'm like oh i did see that or i did notice that and, you know, you're right. There's a lot of hidden gems. And like the uh, RC and the Chris Spikes, I mean, there's little tidbits inside of all of that that, you know, just stuff you, it would take you forever to figure out on your own. Yep. And, and they, but the, the, the thing when you do it is you make it apparent. You bring it out so people know to notice it. Where a lot of people, when they talk, they talk about it. It's just all monotone and used in one sentence and carries right through. And if you're not paying attention to it, you don't pick up on it, you know. But you make a good point of driving those things home to people to try real hard to, to make their life a lot easier and save them from making the same mistakes and save them from, you know, dealing with those kind of headaches on there. Um, but, yeah, those those are definitely my favorites. And like I said, the one with RC and Chris, I mean, those those episodes – they they talk serious hunting and if you're somebody who spends you know now that i've been spending some time down south hunting down there i mean they give some super valuable information a lot of people may not know about if you they listen to them they're they're incredible episodes um and then you know the other ones, I, I honestly, I love the ones you guys do where you don't interview guests. I mean, those are raw and uncut and straight to the point and funny, and it's a mixed bag of all kinds of things. I mean, those are, you know, your guest ones are fantastic, but I kind of know what I'm getting into when I look at the episode title and who's in it. I kind of know what's going to come, and I'm still excited. I listen to it. Um, but when it's one you guys are doing on your own, the, the rabbit holes and the tangents make those things all worthwhile. <laughs> and that's all me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it often is. <laughs> oh man! So, so Jason, I, a couple of things I have to ask you there. Um, the the first thing I have to ask is, did, have you had a chance? And if you hadn't, that's okay. But have you had a chance to listen to our? Uh, I guess it's three episodes we did on uh, hunting on the ground, and and if so, has it? Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna try to join our our on the ground challenge this year? 
Well, I have not, and the only reason I haven't is because Roger Raglan overpowered you guys. So I'm actually only about halfway through, and I will finish it tonight when I do more of my editing. Um, but I listen while I'm editing, and right now with this virus stuff, I'm editing a lot less. So I'm not stuck in front of a computer as much as I normally would be. Um, you know, but so that's I'm finishing that one up tonight. But I, I I have them right there, your ground one, your ground challenge, and you told me about it a little while ago, and I'm very excited to hear it. But uh, like I said, once you release the Roger Raglan, he kind of overpowered. So he's 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 my priority over you guys right now. <laughs> uh, and that's, but that's perfectly understandable. I know full good and well neither myself nor Nick or Roger Raglan. So you're 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 definitely excused on that basis. But I do know that that's something you and I have talked about a couple of times. I know that it's not uh, at least for whitetails. I know you have for hogs, but for whitetails, it's not something you've um, pursued a great deal. So I'm, I'm, man, I'm throwing the challenge at you this year. So this fall, I, I, I at least want you to give it a try, um, hunting from the ground some, and, and we'd love to have you back on to talk about it. But we did three episodes on it. Um, so I'd love to hear your, not, not only air, but I'd love to just hear your feedback once you've had a chance to listen to those. Um, Yep, I'm excited to hear them. And yeah, I mean, I've killed five or six deer on the ground, um, and uh, and I have some pretty unique tactics that I did back then. Um, you know, that I made some of my own things, like these shooting stick things that I made with some flip out leaves and stuff on them that you could stick in the ground. I mean, I got some pretty cool tactics that uh, if you're going to be hunting on the ground that I haven't used in years, but uh, you know, they they were pretty solid. Because when I hunted down southern Michigan. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, like I said, you were, you, you hung a stand and somebody stole them. You know, I mean, times were different and people were stealing that stuff all the time. So a lot of the places I went to, I was actually hunting on the ground pretty much exclusively, you know, for a while there. And like I said, killed five, six deer on the ground down there and did well. But I, I had to come up with some real creative things. You couldn't use a double bowl because somebody would steal it. Couldn't use pop-ups because, they, you know, they were too much of a pain in the butt, you know, if you were if you're going to pack it in. So I've done some pretty, pretty interesting methods for, you know, making it happen on the ground. I'd be happy to share them with you. Well, hold on to those thoughts because, uh, and I want to talk to you after we stop recording tonight because that falls in line with something else Nick and I have been talking about doing and i think it'd be a good fit if you if you know if you're not bored sick of us and would like to uh, do something together we could you know we could split it and do it on both podcasts or do it on yours i don't care but it's just a, a an idea nick and i were tossing around i'd like to talk to you about a little bit um after we for sure recording um yep some of the- hey tom do you notice they didn't include you in that see you, you catch that <laughs> yep that's the way it works around here <laughs> <laughs> You'll get used to it. Uh, well, well, I'm inviting you. You're welcome. So, you can come. Yeah, so Jason may be uninviting himself here. The, the Podfather's being kind of ruthless tonight. Um, and 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 Tom, in all fairness, yes, I was going to talk to you about it too, but you didn't bring it up. So uh, anyway, a couple other things that you said there, and then I'll I'll kind of get into mine, and we'll we'll start thinking about wrapping this up, but. You you brought up RC and Chris Spikes and and even Mike Mitten and I agree with you that that episode with Mike Mitten was was really special. He is well, all three of those guys, and I'm gonna throw a few more in, but all three of those guys are about as down to earth as you could ever find. Jim Ackout's another one, and so many of the people we've had on the on the podcast were just you know again really just down to earth, salt of the earth kind of people. Um. And some of my favorites, I must admit, I'm kind of going to get into some of mine here, I guess. But, you know, the the um, 
the RCs, the Chris Spikes, uh, the Ben Davis, uh, Sawbriar Outdoors, you know, the uh, Jeff Scoggins, Cameron Mortensen, who um, uh, Nick brought up. You know, a, a lot of the the guys that we've had on the show, and I know I'm forgetting some, so there's there's others out there, but it's the ones that they're not the 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 nationally well known individuals and and you you get those guys on the show and without fail almost every one of them when i reached out to them go what do you mean you want to have me on your podcast and i told every one of them that said that you're exactly the person that i want to have on the podcast because of that attitude um and every one of those episodes in my opinion turned out to be just real gems because you you know you pick up you might pick up some some tactics where you're talking about fishing or you're talking about uh, hunting or whatever, um, but you you know you get that just that raw energy from people that are passionate about that particular thing that you've asked them to be on the show about. And I just I don't know I've I've enjoyed every one of them and and I'm constantly on the lookout. In fact, I've got a couple that have uh, posted different things on Facebook or that have messaged me that, that I'm trying to, to work with, to get scheduled kind of along that same line that not a lot of people know them. Um, but you, you know, you get them on the show and you get talking about something that they're passionate about and it just turns into really, really great episodes. I got one more for you that you forgot though, that was super educational for me. And that's the one I actually listened to twice, probably cause I wasn't on it and I didn't have to hear myself talk. Todd? Uh, no, it's not Todd, but that was a good one too. I can't believe I forgot about those. Um, the no, the urban bow hunter man. Oh, Crispin Henry. He's another one that I met. Crispin, to, Crispin uh, Henry. Yeah, Crispin's fantastic. Uh, um, and in fact, I want to get him on the show again um, real soon. Is, he's he's the one that's from Georgia, right? He's the one that's from Georgia. I think he's the, a Georgia hunter. The red bandana yep. guy that that um, hunts inside the two eighty five perimeter, um, and just. <laughs> He takes some absolute monsters. monster bucks. Um, yep. But Crispin's just a, I, I don't know. Crispin is a fantastic individual just all the way around. Um, I'll tell a quick funny story about Crispin. I hope he's listening. Uh, a couple years ago, I actually took him. He We've been talking about he wanted to do some public land hunting with me. And I carried him to a, a WMA here not, not too far from my house. Um, if you look at any of the, some of the YouTube videos, the the opening video on some of the, the YouTube videos has the shot at the black bear that's walking through the woods. I recorded that the same day that I carried Crispin with me. So Crispin was hunting with me that morning when I shot the tree and missed the bear. I actually didn't miss the bear. I never got <laughs> to the bear. Um, but we So we parked the truck at the gate, which is right on the side of a little uh, – it's not a highway. It's just a little road. And uh, I want to say we parked the truck there at like 5 a.m. And got our gear strapped on and, and we started walking. And from the from where we park to where we, we hunted the mornings, about a mile and three quarters, two miles. And it's rugged. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's mountainous terrain. It's pretty rugged stuff. Um, so we hunted the morning. We, we came down and met around 11 o'clock or so and, uh, we'd packed our lunch in, so we sat down, you know, had a had a meal and and talked a good bit, and then we picked up from there, and we actually went a little deeper onto the WMA for the afternoon hunt, and saw bears. I saw bears the morning and the afternoon. Uh, we're 
we we climbed down we had a place we were going to meet we we met up and we started walking out we didn't walk i don't know we hadn't gone 30 yards and and i heard noise and and grabbed crispin's arm and stopped him we had a whole sounder of hogs that were coming through the woods and it was pitch black dark but you could just you could hear the you know the the tusks gnashing together and you could hear them squealing and pushing each other and they came probably within i don't know 15 yards of us um before they finally got wind of us and took off down through the woods and anyway we so we stood there and listened to that for a little bit and there were coyotes running around howling everywhere and we so we finally started walking back out and we're we're heading back out and we walk and we walk and we walk and we walk and i don't know we'd probably been walking 45 minutes or so and i saw crispin pull something out of his pocket and the light lit up in his hand it was his cell phone his wife was calling him she was worried about him um but he said no we're heading out of the truck I'll, I'll call you when i get in the car and he hung up the phone and he said you do know where you're going right? <laughs> 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 i mean it's because it, at this point it is pitch black dark and and you just have to you'd have to know the area there's it's so remote there's no street lights there's nothing i mean you there's there's no uh landmarks to guide you unless you know where you're going and I said, yeah, yeah, I know exactly where I'm going. Now, where we were, where we were hunting at, one of my little tricks is there's a – so most of this WMA or this track that we're on was clear-cut like, I don't know, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, and they clear-cut a lot of the flatland, lowland down on these creeks for grouse habitat. And then they just let it – they just let it go. So, I mean, it's just, it's, man, it's thick. Um, it's one of those places that you and I were talking about the other night, Nick, that Brandon and I have actually got down on our hands and knees and tried to crawl through this stuff because it's just, it, you can't see through it. I mean, it's that thick. And what I do in this particular spot, because I hunt the area that I was hunting with Crispin year after year after year, is I go in with um, uh, an axe, a little limb saw, and in some cases a machete, and I won't cut all the way to the road. So from the road, I actually force my way through the brush for six or eight feet. And then I start blazing a trail. And I cut me a nice little trail up through this stuff, probably about 100 yards. And it's, again, it's pretty thick unless you're on this little trail that I cut. Um, but when you're coming, when you're coming back, it's almost impossible to find because you're in these open hardwoods. And if you know what I'm talking about at night, when you're shining a light, all the shadows, you can't find a little, you know, two foot wide opening in a, in a briar thicket. So I've actually got one of the few times I'll put a bright eyes. I've got a bright eye up about eight foot off the ground that I can catch with my light. And I know that's where I need to enter my little maze to get back out of this thing. And Crispin asked that question and I, I almost, I wanted to toy with him a little bit, but I just told him, I said, no, I know where I'm going. I said, if you look right there and I shine my light about a hundred yards away and you can see that bright eye light up, I said, that's where we're heading. And then we'll be, you know, back in our little thicket to get out. But I've always, it's just always been kind of funny because you could just hear in his voice. He was like, I don't know if this guy knows where he's going or not. <laughs> but it, then again, he's never been hunting with me again since then. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I did, maybe I did scare him a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, um, so as far as I'll be honest between Tom, Jason and, 
Uh, Nick, you've, you've kind of pretty much hit on most of my favorite moments with the podcast in, in one way or another. I will have to say, um, and this is definitely going to come as no surprise to Nick, um, I think, honestly, probably my favorite guest, favorite moment, and I'll explain this because I'll be honest, it's it's really hard for me to pick one out of all the guests because I've just enjoyed every one of them. But being able to um, get Paul Bruner on um, was probably a high point for me simply because I learned so much from that man growing up watching some of his not his some of his hunting videos were really good but a lot of the instructional videos that Paul did where he would just sit down and break things down in very simple terms um, and explain a lot of things to you that a lot of the people that were in the hunting industry at the time alluded to but they you know they didn't really take the time to to break it down and make it simple um so that was that was kind of a high point for me. And to be perfectly honest, some of the things that came out of Paul's mouth while we were recording to this day is still just uh, I go back and listen to him just for those moments. The 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 whole thing about the the tree stand that he wanted to name the crotch grabber was just <laughs> uh, I mean I never expected that to come out on that episode. So you know what was the other, what was the other one the uh, purple uh, uh, yeah. You probably repressed it. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about, and it, it it didn't it wasn't as funny as to me as the as the crotch grabber, but I definitely crotch grabber crotch grabber was yeah. great. The woolly, I thought it was woolly balls or something purple woolly something balls like something that. like that. Yeah, it was. It, he had several different things, you know. That he, and he was talking about him and the Wenzels and that whole crew would make up these crazy names. Um, but I mean, you know, it, again. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that we've had on, you know, getting getting Jay St. Charles on and hearing everything about, you know, his dad and the you know, the pioneering for the, the early bow seasons and the you know, the things around the Cedar Chalet and the Bows on the Little Delta, which is still my favorite book. You know, those episodes they're great. They mean a lot. Um That was gonna uh, be my closer had you not mentioned it. Uh I mean, Sorry, that was, that's great history, man. <laughs> it, no, I'm glad you did. Well, and there's another point about history I do want to bring up, so i got to try to remember not to forget that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, all of them. And, it's, again, I, and I know uh, Nick gives me a hard time about it, but even the, you know, getting Roger Raglan and talking to him, even though he's not a traditional guy, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, the, the things that I learned from him and having the opportunity to actually have him on the show and sit down and talk to him, Jim Neighbors, uh, you know, those guys, I grew up learning how to hunt by watching those guys. So, you know, for me, those were those were definitely kind of special to, to have those on. The other thing that I've really enjoyed is when I've been able to get certain guests on, and I'll mention uh, one here in a second, but again, individuals that might not be in the traditional bow hunting or the traditional archery community, but having you know, a certain aspect of things that they do that I deem as being traditional values. Um, Dan Infault, um, I really enjoyed getting Dan Infault on and talking about him. I got a few emails from people but that didn't like the fact that I had Dan on. But, you know, Dan and I had a great conversation, and we focused on 
um, you know, beyond just the, the deer hunting tactics, we spent most of the time talking about the things that, you know, he might regret or that he does regret that he missed out on in life in his pursuit of whitetails. It was, it was a great conversation. And I think it, it definitely had some value with, you know, sometimes we take this stuff a bit too seriously and, um, and I know I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. I can't speak for the others on, on the call, but I'm, I'm definitely, as I said before, I get, I get blinders on. That's, uh, I miss, uh, I'm sometimes miss a lot of the fun because all I'm wanting to focus on is, is the pursuit of that animal once I'm, once I'm in hunting mode. So, um, the other aspect of it that I'll bring up real quickly, um, that has been very special to me is times like this. Um, whether it's us talking about things that we've enjoyed uh, as part of the podcast, or if we're reflecting on a, a hunt that we've we've just finished, or um, you know, having the guys on that we share camp with that used to share camp at Wild Things, now we're kind of doing the Georgia thing. For me, it's a selfish thing because. I know I have those moments captured and I'm, I can go back and listen to them even when I get to the point that, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm unable to actually get out there and enjoy it personally, but I'll still have, have those memories and I can still go back and listen to those anytime I want. Um, whether podcasts go away or not, that means a lot to me that we've been able to capture so much of what we've done together um and it's really all four of us even you know jason you know, we've we've done some hunting together um and and those moments are captured and that you know that that just really means a lot to me um i'm i feel very um fortunate to be in a position where i can do that and have those have those memories saved when you know when they start getting rusty in the brain i can i can spin them up and i can relive them again no that's all right and if you don't I've got everything written down, and we'll have a roast when you can't remember, <laughs> and it'll be <laughs> whether it happened or not. It Nick, happened. How long have I known? How long have I known you now? Uh, when did we start talking? Uh, two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. So at least nine, ten. It's been a nine to ten year roast as it is. I mean, come on, get serious. We between the two of us, we give each other a harder time. Uh, a roast will actually be a non-event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be the only Not time you guys effort. don't actually give each other a hard time because it'll be planned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, a lot of camps, a lot of stories, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, miscommunications. You're not taking me down that ra- that trail. You're not doing it. A lot of re- a lot of really bad hunting trips. You know the in a good way. I think way. the bad ones seem to have a common denominator, Nick. <laughs> jo- Georgia? You answered it. No. <laughs> yeah. The state of Georgia, I thought. Well, I do remember hearing some stories about the time that Nick came down to Georgia. He brought all the rain with him and all that kind of stuff down there, and I heard that was quite an adventure. Best part, the, we could with the chiggers. The best part was he took the chiggers oh, back God. with him. that is a class i gotta write that down i forgot about that one uh that one and uh and cumberland which we've never really i've never really written anything about that man i've still got so much stuff to write about and 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 the times i've known you or and and tom that we haven't even 
I mean, because nothing really happened in the hunts themselves, but everything else was so funny. And that's all the stuff I remember. So that's, you know, for what it's worth. Well, as we as we um, as we look to wrap this one up, I do want to spend a few minutes. Uh, Tom's actually already gotten a chance to throw one out there, but Tom, I'll throw back to you. I know you mentioned the 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 Canvas Ten episode that I completely neglected you on and 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 didn't follow through on. But anything else you uh, you would like to you would like to see on the show in the next year? Well. I'm going to put a lot of pressure on Jason that uh, I'd really like to hear his out, you know, little one step removed perspective uh, beyond my one step removed perspective. Um, you know, the, I think one of the big things that we have a reoccurring uh, theme that seems to come around with, um, you know, the, the next generation and um, fostering environments of, um, you know, uh, good, wholesome outdoor family activities. You know, it seems like there should be something just dedicated to that. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what that is or, or, uh, you know, the right, the right people or organizations to get in touch with, but, um, I don't know. Seems like seems like kind of a uh, a call to arms. We should, you know, like what what's out there for coaching and mentoring. What what's out there for uh, places to volunteer to to make a bit of a difference. Um, I, I think I think I think there's something more we can do. I don't think we've hit our hit our stride with that yet. No, we kind of haven't. We we had one conversation. Um about recruiting uh, the hunters of the future with uh, with Clay. Um, and we've had a couple things where we've mentioned like the youth program with the MLA and Compton, but we've never really got into how to get someone started into this, um, especially a, young, a younger person. Uh, and I got to thinking about this the other day when I brought up that um, the, the person in my online... Uh, one of my online discords that was talking about something that his kid could do now that he's stuck at home. What can he do outside? And we got into archery and, and not just archery. This goes to fishing. This goes to all kinds of different things. But I, I think that would be a good episode, Tom. Talk about how you can get somebody in the outdoors, especially if the person in question that's got the, you know, the young man or the young lady that, you know, their son or daughter that would like them to start doing that. But maybe they haven't done it themselves. Maybe, maybe they're, you know, just like me where it's you know they got into it at late in the game and really didn't have anybody to teach them and now they want to get into it and don't even know where to start i think that could be a pretty fun one well sounds like tom just kind of volunteered to to work on getting that one figured out and scheduled that's the way i yeah, on about 20 25 episodes i think i'll be back on <laughs> oh, oh, wow. uh, that was fast too i mean you could there's not even a gap in here that you could remove to make that look good it's already good no, uh, really he can insert it he, he's obviously yeah. been thinking on this a while of course you know my phone wasn't ringing off the hook either so i don't know oh, who's, who's really that's because of covid here, he was stuck at home <laughs> listen he's big game tom jorgensen you don't talk to him like that <laughs> Everybody's getting <laughs> nicknames tonight. I don't want mine. Whatever you've got in mind, Nick, just keep it to yourself. 
<laughs> I think that's the I, I I know I seem to invent a different persona for somebody we know every single week. <laughs> I almost had Bob Bones call in just for a minute. Uh, Bob Bones. <laughs> but 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 it wouldn't have been for a minute. That's why I didn't do it. Wow, you're just insulting everybody tonight, man. Man, covering all the bases. Well, it's episode 100. I had to mention Rob. Yeah, this is I mean, true. Rob, Bob Bones has been a big part of the show. So Rob's been on the Rob's been on the show more than Jason. Just never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, Jason! Any any thoughts from you? Anything that just? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but anything that just comes to mind that you would you'd like to see us cover here? Well, you know, the show is, is definitely incredible. There's no doubt about it. And I like the diversity and everything in there. Um, you know, it seems like you guys started this with, like, a whole list. You guys got, like, lists and were, like, prepared for this. I knew nothing about what we were even going to talk about. So I'm going straight off the top of my head here. Um, but I would say that uh, YouTube, you need more YouTube because your videos, when you do them, are fantastic. And I'm telling you that that reaches a whole other world of people besides this and brings them both together and combines them. So um, YouTube... Um, more on your mapping deer because you are just brilliant with the mapping stuff that you guys do and how you do that and showing how to use the different mapping systems. I, you know, I have a hard time. I use a couple. You know, I use Google Earth and I use Caltopo and I, I, you know, a few little things that I use. But uh, you really got that down. That with like the GPS stuff. Some more on how to do that because I go back and watch your GPS videos to learn how to. You know, I couldn't even remember it was called Basecamp. It took me like an hour to figure out how to start up my thing to just add my waypoints in there. And you have video videos on that. So, you know, some of that kind of stuff is great. YouTube is, you need more YouTube videos, some uh, podcasts on building arrows. You got Tom on here too, you guys together, you guys can come up with some of the most amazing tactics for arrows and, and having some more of that stuff on there would be good. Um, did I mention you need more YouTube videos? <laughs> um, bowstrings too. You build every type of bowstring that's out there, that kind of thing. And you guys all shoot different stuff. You know, that would be a fantastic one to kind of cover, talk into, to really dive deep on different strands, how much to pad loops, choices on how many twists per inch things of that nature some of us enjoy that um don't forget youtube videos make some of them um and then uh, I, I really like the raw ones i like when it's you guys like i said guests are great but my favorite is when it's you know you two or you three or you know or something even the one you did by yourself the couple there steve like when you were driving home from uh, michigan and you did that one yourself i i like those raw unfiltered they just come right out and it's just natural those are those are probably my top favorites and 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 also, don't forget to make some YouTube videos. <laughs> so, so Jason's doing something there, being funny, but at the same time, and and Jason and I have talked about this a couple of times. So it's funny whenever I talk to anybody, and Jason, I know you've heard this, so it doesn't bother me to bring it up. Whenever I talk to anybody about the traditional bow hunting and wilderness podcast, and you know, do you listen? And did you hear this episode and that kind of thing? Um, almost everybody always says, you know. In the, in the traditional community, yes, yes, yes. And if at some point, somebody always say, you know, well, one, he talks really fast, or two, you know, he repeats himself a lot. And I'm like, okay, so I always tell them the same thing. Have you ever stopped and thought about how many times have you listened to one of Jason's podcasts on a topic that you had to go back and listen to again because you forgot something? And they all just sit there and look at me like, you know what? I never have. And I said, well, there you go. Jason, I know in the back of Jason's mind, there's that rule. If I say this three or four times, whatever it is, it'll sink in and they'll get it. Um, 
So I hear you, Jason, loud and clear, more videos. It's kind of funny. Nick and I have actually been talking about a few things with regards to the videos, and it is something that I'm going to try really, really hard to get back to. Um, it, it Right now, I'll just be perfectly honest, the, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm too much of a perfectionist when it comes to the videos, and it just takes me so long to get a video where I'm ready to, and I know you've told me a hundred times, just make it and put it out there. Maybe I'll actually take your advice and, and do that. But Nick and I have been talking about that. We do we do want to do some things to, to start getting more activity uh, on the YouTube channel. So thank you for that. I do appreciate it. Yep, YouTube is a good one. And, and like I said, the videos, you can, your podcasts are fantastic because you're talking things, but there's some stuff that you need to see in person or be able to follow along with. And, and you already have the lights, you have the setup, your YouTube channel has come a long way, your quality of videos have come a long way, but yet for the love of God, don't worry about editing them. Nobody cares. I don't think I've, all I do on mine is I put on text where I need to and that's it. But as far as editing, you know, I wouldn't even do it if I had to edit them. So don't worry about it. Just get them out there, you know. Well, and that's what I would do. Definitely the YouTube videos. And you've, you've told me that plenty of times. One of these days, it's going to sink in, and I'll actually start doing it. I will. I will definitely try to make a point of that. And I've got some. I've got some ideas for some videos. I just got to. I got to set aside time and do it. So, Nick, I'll I'll leave you as the last one, man. What you you know anything well, that you haven't just, brought up? Just to cut in on Nick for one second. Sure. Uh, you know. Jason, as far as, you know, repeating important things, um, you know, like every fourth time you say uh, zebra headlamp, I would run out and buy one. So you said YouTube four times. I'm on Amazon right now ordering another zebra headlamp. I know I don't need it, but I can't stop. So it works. Uh, there you go. I like it. Good, good. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but the Phoenix one has been so really good. I don't even use the zebras anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I still can't stop. <laughs> right, it's, it's good for you, see? Uh, yeah, but I do get accused of it all the time. You should see on my YouTube channel, everybody, oh, my God, take a breath. You talk way too fast, slow down. All I do is I tell them, I say, listen, you're getting twice the information in half the amount of time. You should be thanking me. You know, so, that's, that's the way I look at so it. So I have to ask, uh, Jason, how many people tell you that you they actually listen to your podcast and slow it down? You know, I don't know. I've never had anybody say they do, so I, I haven't heard that. Um, but, you know, the, the talking fast just stems from I'm a wedding photographer, so a lot of times I'm dealing with a, you know, with a group of 25 or 30 drunk people in a wedding party, and I need to get their attention, and i got to move them quick. Right. And if I talk normal, you lose them fast, and they start conversations. But when you talk like an auctioneer, they try really hard to keep up with you in a drunken state, and it's pretty funny to watch. But, you know, it just moves along pretty well, and, you know, and it just never stopped. And, and, you know, my mouth moves fast, my brain moves fast, and if I try and slow down, I usually stumble. So it's just take it take it for what it is. Try and keep up or, or catch up one or the other. That is too funny. And I think I think it was Gene Bramlett. I'll, ha I'll see him in a week or two, and he'll tell me if I was right or wrong because I know he listens quite often. Um, Gene always tells me that he typically speeds ours up, so he listens to – hours when he's driving back and forth to work he'll play it at like one and a half or two speed or something like that so he can get through the episode uh in a day and uh, i think he's the one that told me when he listens to yours he slows it down just to make sure he doesn't miss anything i don't remember it's kind of funny but uh anyway back to you nick we'll let you we'll let you kind of wrap this thing up anything that you would like to see us do in the course of the next 
year or or hundred episodes. More fishing. More fishing. Definitely more fishing. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about for fishing. We just uh, we we have to find and with with guests and without guests, I think we could we could go into that. Um, but that's that's really all that's at the top of my head right now. I also would like to see. Um, yeah, we haven't really done a lot with the just the expertise that you have for the string building and, and you know, Tom and, and you guys with the arrow making. And we haven't really had – have we even had an, an – we haven't had an arrow builder on here, have we? Uh, other than me, Tom, I guess maybe Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Was I mean, I mean like a – Like mean an like, aerosmith? Like a wood arrow maker. Um, like we haven't had anybody mm-hmm. on for that. Um, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the self bow thing, have we? Um, a little scattered. I don't know that we've ever had. We, we a, had a, a, we had a couple. Mike, Mike Yancey. Yeah, it was, Mike Yancey. Yep, yep, Mike Yancey, and Ryan. So I guess yeah, we have. We've had a we've couple. Not, Ryan we Hill. haven't really focused on you know just the primitive bow making thing. So we could probably do that. I mean, as far as the Aerosmiths. I got a few in mind um, that I could reach out to that that might you know want to be on the show. So that's definitely something we could do. Uh, well, we did have cash to cash yeah. to um, We had the string building thing. I think probably would lend itself more to video. Um, totally. Just, so I'm I'm with Jason on that. It's just yeah. not a very exciting topic. It's good information, but it's just one of those. It's I I think it would be hard to talk for forty forty five minutes. Uh, unless it's somebody like Chad Weaver that's just been involved in in bowstrings in some way or the other for for years and years and years. Um, so I was gonna say yep. if we totally nerded out on bowstrings, there would be ten people that would have it be their favorite episode, and nobody else would listen. Probably, probably. <laughs> it needs to be video. Uh, it would be in my favorites. I would I would have it. It would yeah. be locked down for me. Jason, I need to I need to get with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna twist up a couple strings and send them to you. I actually just want you to, because I don't think you've ever shot one of my strings. Um, I w- no, I haven't. I, I, but I, but you don't make Dacron, and I'm using all Dacron make, now, I so Dacron. I'm probably not. I just gonna. hate. I hate making Dacron. Dacron, but I, I... I know. you. Every time I put a post on, on social media, you got to come in here and rip me <laughs> apart and cut me down because I'm using Dacron. So <laughs> like, here's... You hurt me. You hurt my feelings. I got to go like go get therapy and take a bath with rose petals. All this stuff I got to do. I, I'm almost out of candles because of you. Oh, I'm so, I'm... oh you don't bathe. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just being ruthless tonight. Uh, I tell you, uh, here, here's what I'm going to do, Jason. Uh, and and as and I I do not want you sugarcoating it. I want you to be fully one hundred percent honest. You can you can actually record about it, or you can just pick up the phone and call me. But I want to make you two bow strings. I want to make you a Dacron string, and I want to make you one of my fast flight strings. And I'm gonna send them to you. And I know the reasons that you like the Dacron string. I just want to give. I want you to give one of my fast flight strings a try. And see what you think of it and if you don't like it you can save it as a as a backup you'll always have a spare with you but uh yeah the dacron stuff i make a lot of them i just hate making them i don't like them i don't like shooting them <laughs> so yeah whenever you post i i have to rib on you a little bit it's right it's like i'm almost ready to block you it's like but god i can't just block them <laughs> on that one pole <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> all 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 in good fun man all in good fun yep 
but I will definitely give them a try. I will shoot them. I will give them a whirl and see what they're all about. All right. Well, I'll 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 catch up with you so I can get it exactly like you like you want it, like you like it. But uh, Nick, we keep we keep anything else you want to add, Nick. We keep just kind of taking this thing. As soon as you start talking, and we just we're going the other way. So. Well, I deserve it probably. Um, no, I think we're uh, I think we're good, man. I think we're going to, you know, it'll come to us. It has for a hundred episodes, and you know, we we never plan too far ahead because you never know what's going to happen, and we'll we'll go off in another direction with something else. So uh, I think I think we'll, you know, and and anybody listening to this, you know, if you have an idea, you know, feel free to join our community and and put that in there. That's what that's for, um, or reach out to us. And if you, you know, if you got a potential guest or an idea or anything like that, you know, we, we're, we're open Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Uh, we'd love for more people to reach out. That's a, that's a very good, very good point, Nick. Um, we would love for more people to reach out. Uh, remind me tomorrow, Nick, hit me up online sometime. I actually did have a individual reach out to us through the um, traditional outdoors community on Facebook. He, he reached out to me about doing a, offering to do a, a blog post um, for the website and, I pretty much talked him into being a guest on the podcast, and it is fishing-related. So uh, I'll share that with you tomorrow, and we'll try to get that lined up. Um, so. Awesome. Well, Ann, uh, we're, we're coming up on an hour and a half now, so I'm going to wrap this thing up. I will, you know, for everybody listening, you know, thank you for, for joining us on the ride. We've enjoyed having you. Hope you, uh, hope you haven't minded listening to us for an hour or so, patting ourselves on the back. We're pretty proud of this thing. Um, I think we've... I think we've been uh, able to provide some entertaining content, hopefully some some useful and educational content for some people, um, and that's what we want to continue to do. I mean, we we I came up with the the plan to to do the website and to do this podcast uh, for the purpose of preserving uh, traditional values in the outdoors. I think you know I think we're doing a pretty good job of it. And we want to continue doing so. So we appreciate appreciate all of your support. Uh, keep hanging in there, listening to us, and uh, we'll have a, uh, another episode for you next week or the week after. So look forward to talking to you all again then. Take care, everyone. Have a good evening.